and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your overjoyed neophyte, Frank. <laughs> and today we're taking a look at Degrassi, The Next Generation, Season 5, Episodes 11 and 12, Lexicon of Love. Um, before we get into anything, the recording might sound a little odd because this is our obligatory socially isolated episode. Um, before we begin, we'll just kind of address it. We hope that you're all safe right now. This is being recorded in the midst of um, a lot of the situation that is happening around the world concerning COVID-19. We really hope you're all safe. Uh, We are practicing socially isolating. Um, So we are Skyping each other today. Um, So we've been, we we watched it together using Watch Together and all that really nice stuff. So hopefully you all are also finding ways to stay connected during this also, I'm sitting on my futon, which means my cats might be extra loud today. Yeah, and we don't want to focus too much on it. We just want to provide you guys with that content you crave. Exactly. Um, we also have to. We also have to like stand our. We have also have to like stand tall as a podcast that was made before this happened, because Lord knows there's probably a zillion Degrassi podcast about to start right now. <laughs> The strangest reaction to this pandemic of, of anything of we gotta start the grassy podcast. I'm just saying a bunch of people are like, Yeah, yeah, let's just start some podcast. I feel like watching Degrassi is the next logical step in, in the making a podcast. Fair enough. Um anyway, uh, I do wanna get started talking about this episode. So Donnie, hit me with them them warnings. All right. So with content warnings, um, there's a little bit of misogyny and slurs. They really love the word skank in this season of Degrassi. Holy shit. Um, There also is going to be um, depictions and definitely discussions of abusive relationship dynamics. Um, And we also have a little bit of homophobia, specifically lesbophobia. Um, There is a lot of issues relating to girls liking girls um but there is some really exciting stuff that happens in this episode and stuff that i have been sitting on forever and i've just wanted to tell frank but i couldn't yeah (laughs) um before we get too far into it though and and cheating oh yeah cheating yeah uh what's our a plot and our b plot frank um, our A plot is, I, well, here's the thing. I feel like they're both A plots because they're both so important. Yeah, um, a lot of space. Speaking of which, uh, do we want to just run through it or do we want to do one first and one the, then the other one? I think it's worthwhile running through it. I think that they yeah. play off of each other a lot, especially during the party and stuff. So we can definitely do that. Okay. Um, so anyway, our A plot is Paige and Alex are going together to... Um, the premiere of Kevin Smith and or Jane Jane Sambago Canadian A, um, and things start happening, some things that Frank is very excited about, uh, but then that causes trouble, uh, and then also causing trouble is Snake who is caught smooching Hesalakos by Emma and it causes more problems. Yep. Uh, the, watch, I, the watch word of these two episodes is honesty. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, 
Yeah, these two episodes have been are on my mind, which isn't very surprising for I am gay. Um, however, the cheating plot, I do remember. Ugh, that was something that I did not want to have to tell you happens, but I was still miserable. Oh. Um, but let's start with this. So we start off at the front of the school. Jay is talking to Alex because he has acquired um, screening uh Tickets to the movie premiere of Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian A. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, Alex, why don't you come with me? Um, and Alex is like, nah, I'm going to go with Paige. Like, that's that's what I'm going to do in my time. Fuck you. Um, and Jay is, like, super hung up on how different Alex is, is acting and how Paige is such, like, a different person and... You know, he, we haven't really seen too much of Jay outside of the fact that, like, he tried to do that shit with uh, Spinner's whole uh, friendship club. We haven't uh, seen much of Jay since last episode. No, oh yeah, you're right. It's been a little while since we recorded. But, like, that's kind of all we've really seen of him. It's only been within the context of Spinner. Yeah. So we haven't really seen his relationship with Alex or how it's decayed outside of like well clearly they're not hanging out with each other anymore yeah so and i feel like we haven't seen that check-in in a while either i feel like after the shooting it was really just focused on jay and spinner's relationship so you know i guess it's high time we have that addressed um so they're having that thing happen um jason and kevin smith right jason news and kevin smith that's their names mm-hmm Okay. Are being interviewed. They're talking about how they're happy to be back. Um, Alex is just kind of psyched because everything is looking kind of promising and the opening kicks in. Um, well, I do. This is like, they actually were better. I feel these two episodes. For yeah. Because um, like, they're kind of doing like, instead of doing like that creepy self-insert author fanfic thing, uh, they were doing last time, like, they're self-deprecating each other. <laughs> like, Jay's like, he only came out here, like, Kevin's like, well, we came back out here to have the premiere because this is where we shot the movie and, like, you know, uh, cast it and everything. And Jamie's is like, and that they have that poutine crap that Lunchbox here likes so much. And, yeah. yeah. And, like, Kevin's was like, you, gotta, you really gotta call me out, like, in front of everyone. And it's just, like, it's nice because it's, like, Jay is not hitting on younger girls. And, like, you know. When was that subplot? That that subplot was the end of fourth season. Wow. Okay. Um, So it has been a while. Yeah, it has been. All right. So then um, we cut to Manny and Paige and Craig talking about. um, I'm sorry? And Hazel. Yeah. Talking about the premiere. Um, and, like, they're saying, and Craig's saying, oh, we're going to get a limo. And Alex is like, oh, like, I want to stick my head out of that limo. <sighs> kind of love Alex. Yeah, I love her, too. And Hazel's like, ew, what the fuck kind of face. Um, Apparently, whatever she said is a faux pas, which I disagree with because I would be the same way. Um, and 
that's when Paige has to unfortunately break the news that Alex is not going to be coming with her as her plus one. Um, and Alex is pretty upset about this and walks off. There's a lot of walking off in this episode, by the way. Because <laughs> um, we're in soap opera mode, and I feel like that's how we end. Like, that's how we end everything. It's just like, walk off, walk off, walk off. Um, and Hazel is talking to Paige afterwards, and it's just like, you know, sounds like Alex is a skank, which the show loves this fucking word so much. Um, and Paige is like, no, like, you know, trying to defend Alex, and Hazel is just like, oh, no, she's just, like, your pet project. And that gets Paige very upset. Um, as it should. Right, as it should. It's... It's the the tension that is happening in her in in Paige and Hazel's relationship. I wish I wish shows were more comfortable in exploring jealousy within the context of friendships and how like it's a natural reaction. Yeah. Like I just find this type of stuff so off-putting because it's like it feels like they've really leaned into this idea, like, of Hazel hating other girls. And mm-hmm. I get, like, also that's such, like, an easy plot point to do in shows like this. But, man, it fucking sucks when it's Hazel having to do it. And it fucking sucks because this character just didn't quite have this element to her before this. Did she say things that were mean toward other girls? Yeah. But, like, when you start getting to, like, reducing people to, to terms like skank... It's a level that is just way more than I really want to see a character, especially a character that is a black girl, have. Because mm-hmm. she seems to be the one that holds the most vitriol in in this type of stuff. And it's just very disappointing. Yeah. But you know how it goes. Hazel deserved better, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of been the rallying cry as long as she's been on the show. Yeah. Um, so uh, Paige catches up with Alex. Um, <laughs> and uh, Paige tries to deflect. Like, I basically saying, I didn't think you actually wanted to go to the premiere. Um, and, like, Paige and Alex responds, like, so I wanted to go. Like, you know... She says, crucify me, which, given what Jay was saying last week, like, you know. They got God on the brain. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can understand Alex. Like, I, you know, if I thought, if you think one thing is happening and it doesn't, you get upset. Especially, you know, considering how Paige, or excuse me, how Alex feels towards Paige. Yeah, I think, I think her reaction is real as hell. Like, I really appreciate like, for something that, I feel like the soap opera format, this era of Degrassi, like, I feel like there's a big give and take in terms of going in this way. I think that conflict can be, it, it's very hard because soap opera inherently, like, the dramatics are supposed to be over the top. But even then, there's something very real to Alex's reaction to this that I really appreciate. Because it's like, she was hyped up. She was doing something different. It For her, it's an escape in many ways. And then, you know, she fucking finds out, like, 
it's not happening and literally finding out like the day of it's not happening of course she's going to be upset and like I, I do appreciate that she kind of has an outburst on the step. I also like that it's on a staircase and she's, like, looking down at Paige. I think that's also really fun. Yeah. Um, it's fun little flair of dramatics that I think if we're going to be going in this direction as a show, why not have it in that way? Yeah. So then we have to deal with Peter. Yes. So they Peter and Emma are doing this weird cat and mouse game again. Um... He's like, meet me, meet me in the stacks. We'll talk between bookshelves. Right, right. As if, like, I'm just thinking, like, as a as somebody who has, like, been in a... Like, if I was fucking a teacher... If I was a teacher in that fucking library, <laughs> and I watched these two kids trying to talk to each other across the, the fucking bookshelves, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you are idiots. Yeah, sure, you're not dating. I got you. Okay. All right, keep your secrets. Like. Um, so, Peter. Okay, and here's the here's the other thing. Is, like, I don't know about, like, anybody else, but if somebody's just like, yo, my parents gave me this thing, I, like, even if it's a cool thing, I'm, like, 20% less attracted to them. <clears throat> Because it's just like, oh, your parents gave you that. Like, cool. Right. So, yeah. So they're, like, having this conversation. And, like, uh, you know, Peter is trying to get, basically, be, get her to be his plus one, which is actually Hasselakos' ticket. You know how it goes. Um, And then, of course, she points out that, no, she has a date. She's going with Snake. Um. And then she also kind of is like, oh, and also, like, we need to not be obvious because, remember, Manny is at the fucking movie, is in the movie. And it's just, like, it's just so hard for me to want to cheer for these two at all when they are actively acknowledging, like, oh, Manny has been hurt by Peter. I'm going to keep actively seeking this even though it, Peter, even though Peter hurt her. And it's just, like, I'm tired. Yeah, like, you know, um, it's just, I don't know, like, they know it's wrong, but they don't care, and it's just like, fucking embrace that and be a shithead, or don't pretend like you're doing the right thing. Right, right, it's like, if they were just, like, outright being a shitheads, or, or, you know, look, you can always have a plot in which teenage characters are just fucking myopic and just do not think about anyone outside of themselves. Look at Jay. That's all Jay is. Yeah, like, you can write characters who just do not see... Like, they don't see any issue with what's going on because they fail to look outside of themselves. And, like, you can still be pissed off at a character for doing that, but you could still be like, okay... With them, there is this active recognizing, like recognizing of like, oh, I'm being a shithead. Oh, this is really hurting my friend, and and like they're just gonna plow through it. And it just is like I can't cheer for characters like this. And I didn't feel this way as I like I felt the same way as a kid. Like I did not like them because yeah. they were hurting a character I like. Like I I feel like there are plenty of characters that are kind of considered controversial on the show, right? Like 
And and because we've had so many guests and because we have talked about, I don't know how much, Frank, you've been in conversations about the show, but I know like whenever I bring up like, yeah, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, it's about Degrassi. You know, I, I usually end up hearing people's opinions about characters. And it's like, I have yet to really hear anyone say they hate Manny. I think that there was issues in the fandom. And I'm sure there are people that when they looked back as a kid, they'd be like, oh, I was really shitty about her. But like in terms of like talking to like 20 somethings and 30 somethings about the show now, people don't really like hold this deep seated resentment toward her. If, if they screwed up as a kid, they kind of acknowledge that they were being unfair to her. But like Emma is one of those characters that like, if you like, it was like, it just feel like, like, I didn't like her then. I don't like her now. I know some people feel the same way. I know some people like her, but I wonder if how much of them just don't remember this part in the series, because after this part, I found it so hard to cheer for her. Yeah. It, it's it's just what I personally, like, I can't, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. She knows it's wrong, and that's the part that I just keep getting hung up on, and that's what I got hung up on as a kid. It's like, you know it's wrong. It's not like you're making a, or, or honest mistake here. You are actively doing this and dragging this out. Yeah. So, um, so let's move past that. We go back to uh, Kevin's, Kevin and Jay are being introduced. Ke- okay, I'm going to call uh, Jay Muse Muse to confuse okay. To differentiate him from Jay, because this could not be any more confusing. Right? Oh my god. Jesus. Okay, so... Uh, Kevin Smith and Muse are being introduced to... Uh, to Mr. Simpson, who I... How did they go through that whole, you know, filming thing without meeting Mr. Simpson? I'm pretty sure they did meet. Um, I feel like they did, but... Paige comes up and asks... Um, asks... Uh, Kevin for another ticket. He makes her say a boot. Um, it's, it's really, really, it's weird, really weird and gross. I don't want to like, you know, uh, I don't want to hang on it too long. It's and like then, the way I don't think there, I don't think anyone thought about how fucking creepy it is. You know what I mean? Like I get the vibe that they did it and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And then it's like, I feel like it's one of those things where, even as a kid, I didn't think about it, but now as an adult in 2020, I'm like, whoa, this is creepy. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, uh, uh, Kevin Smith also mentions he cut Paige out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like they have a kind of little confrontation where she points out she didn't see Jersey Girl, and I point out nobody did. Yep. Um, I think you're the only person I know who's watched it, at least that I know of. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't. I don't know why I I imagined that you actually watched it. It was I'm... it was filmed while I was in high school. Okay, my so I'm sorry. I got I got these these important Frank trivia's crossed. So, um. Uh, anyway, um, so, uh, Paige is pissed, and she hands Alex two tickets and is like, look, just take whoever you want, I'm not going, um, and Alex is just like, no, 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 we're gonna go to this fucking premiere, and we're gonna make him regret ever cutting you from this movie. It's really good. It's so good, I'm enjoying this so goddamn much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, like, do little shit. Like, she does, like, a little shimmy and stuff. Like, hello. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, all right. Like, this was my first hopeful inkling that things were going to break my way. <laughs> um. So then at the movie premiere, people are getting out of cars and whatnot. Um, who who do you think was the best? Okay, let's let's do best and worst dressed on the red carpet. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I think best dressed. I thought Ellie looked really cute. Oh, Ellie looked adorable. Yeah, we only saw her for like a second, but I liked her. It felt very much like what a teenager would wear if you were told that you were going to a movie premiere at your school because you said five lines in a movie, which should probably mean more to your resume than it's being talked about. Anyway, um, Marco looked like a mess. That hat was bad. Okay, here's the thing, though. Um, Okay, so just Marco was wearing a fedora that wasn't even camo-like colored. But, like, it was just a bunch of colors. It looked like if you maybe, like, upped the the contrast on it, maybe you would have been able to tell they were, like, flower watercolor flowers or something. But it, it was hard to see on YouTube. Um, yeah. But and he was wearing a gold tie, which I actually didn't hate. Because he's wearing ba- basically just a tux with a gold tie. And I'm like, yes, that's very good. A little big. I feel like that tie was a little big. I feel like you could have had a smaller tie. Eh, it was the early aughts. That's um, true. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to find pictures of it. Jimmy looked pretty all right. I mean, he looked nondescript, but, like, he looked good. Yeah. Um, t- Toby was wearing a um, striped shirt and just some slacks. Yeah. Um, Liberty was wearing a purple dress. Okay, here it is. Yeah, um, so, uh, Ellie is wearing a, uh, a dress with, a light blue dress with palm trees on it, and a fishnet shawl. I love that. I can't (laughs) lie. I would wear that. Um, and, like, Jimmy actually looks really good. He's wearing a dark blue suit with a dark blue shirt. Yeah, it's very simple, but effective. And I realize they're not getting out of limos, they're getting out of cabs. <laughs> from these pics. Um, Craig, I think, looked really good. He was just wearing a brown blazer with a blue shirt. Manny was wearing a very pretty white dress. She's wearing um, like a crop top, too. She's wearing a, a what? She's wearing a cropped top. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wow, there's a lot of pictures of Craig and Manny. <laughs> um, uh, I think that person might be a Craig and Manny shipper. Okay, Who yeah, made- now I'm looking... Okay. Yeah, it's... Okay, so describe this crazy Marco hat. It's light blue with big roses on it. <laughs> big, okay, pale it was, roses. It was floral. So, okay. But, um, okay, and then there's Alex, who's wearing a black tank top with, like, a cape of fringe. And then... Very hard to describe. Black cowboy hat. And the thing is, I started laughing when I saw this because I recently watched a video by uh, the YouTuber Strange Aeons mm-hmm. who um, pointed out it was a video called How to Dress Like a Lesbian. Um, and one of the things was 
uh, rolled up sleeves, vests, and cowboy motif. God. <laughs> so when she stepped out wearing the hat, I'm like, was straight. I was like, is Taya correct? Is like the cowboy motif a thing? <laughs> um. So anyway, everybody sits down. We can see Alanis Morissette again. Miss um, Hazelakos is also dressed very nice. She is. She is. Um, and everybody watches the the movie. I went to the bathroom to wash my hands because I knew this was gonna be cringy. Mm-hmm. Um. Then afterwards, everybody's like, "Oh, we're stuck in the baby like uh, after party." And Paige and Alex are like, "We're going into that adult one." <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the way they get in is basically they're per- playing that Paige is Alex's girlfriend and Alex is a stripper. Yeah, that seems to be what their story is to basically be like, look at us. We are so you you are a pervy man. Clearly, you want to have us at your party. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, fucking Peter's trying to put booze in a fucking punch fountain yeah like fuck you peter um that's the other thing is he's so unrepentant like he wants to make people drunk and that is a quality we have seen him do multiple times and that is disgusting yeah and and then emma is not even like hey shitbag you're still doing your bad shit she's saying oh well if you go to detention then you'll never get to see me it's an after party (laughs) right and there's, then no, <laughs> there's no detention in the after party. Right. And then she nooms over to Manny and Craig and toasts them as Degrassi's celebrity couple while she's like pointedly kind of looking at Peter in the process. Um, if I was in seventh or eighth grade and I was writing a party rock album, it would be called There's No Detention in the After Party. <laughs> that would be very good. Um, so Paige and Alex get in. Jay's just wandering around and who fucking cares? Yeah, um, he's, he's the one who works security for the movie. He's just being a shithead. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paige and Alex are like, let's just fucking dance. Yeah. Like, Jay, yeah. Jay is like, oh, like, Alex, like, I didn't know you were into girls. Is that why we broke up? Blah, 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 blah. And Paige <laughs> and Alex are just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Paige loses her shoes at some point. Um, and this is, once again, one of the moments I actually liked Jay Muse and Silent Bob. Um, because they're watching, and like, we're being upstaged at our own party. <laughs> we need to get out there and start, like, dirty dancing with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's, they, they do have some pretty okay banner, banter. I'm a little, eh, because it's like, I don't know, I'm not gonna pick it apart too much, because this is a gag that was from many, many years ago at this point. Um, I wish that, you know, I don't like when male sexuality is the butt of a joke. Um, but I do kind of like the idea of them being like, well, fuck, like, clearly the, you know, clearly this is the talk of the town right now. And it's weird, kind of interesting, kind of weird how they block the scene because after a while, like, they are like the center of the dance circle and stuff. Yeah. That said, they have very good chemistry, those two. Which two? Uh, Paige and Alex's oh. actresses. Yeah. They have very uh, good chemistry. I'm kind of wondering if that's what became the genesis of all this. I want, I, I believe that. I don't know. I haven't actually read up on it, 
But I do know that with these writers, like, a lot of it did kind of go with fit and, like, chemistry and things like that. And that was kind of how they based some plot points. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the intent was, like, let's have, like, two of our girl characters explore a relationship potentially with each other. And then they were like, well, what can we do? And then they were like, well, these two have good chemistry. I also think that there's also, and what I enjoy, I do like the idea of, like, two people that come from different circumstances coming together. Like, I like that, you know... Alex is a bit more rough and tumble and has a different perspective from Paige, who is the cheerleader and, you know, has has had a very different life from, from Alex. And, like, I like that type of stuff. Um, I think that there's just a nice little hook to that and, like, the idea of, oh, the cheerleader wants the, like, what, what did, like, Kevin Smith eventually calls her, like, venom-tongued, like, or whatever like I'm like yeah that's what I want like that's exactly what I want this is what I want in a ship I want all of this yeah like opposites attract is always like an excellent place to go it's always yeah it's always good it's always good if they like each other that's the secret to opposites attract as long as they like each other I'm all in if they have if they're like rival or if they have like a rivalry or something or they're enemies I don't tend to like it as much but when they're like sincerely friends and trying to be friends and trying to make it work I'm like yeah so I'm all in on this ship. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Emma and Peter disappear to kiss. They are disturbed by a vacuum. Um, and then they go up to the theater that the premiere was in. And when they go, they see Hasselakos and Snake making the fuck out. Um, we paused, we yelled. I cuddled some cats. It's fucking awful. It's awful. Emma is very, very, very upset. Peter is very, like, straight-faced. And I do kind of like that because in spite of what I, you know, Peter's an asshole. I'm going to be the first to say this. I do kind of like that he's kind of numb to it because we know that he he has experienced his parents cheating. Yeah. Like, I like that he's just kind of like, uh, because I'm not going to defend Peter at all, but I, I, but I feel like when you have seen how cheating has like, you know, impacted a relationship and, you know, in this case it resulted in a divorce. Um, I feel like him just kind of being very resigned. It was a good choice in terms of his reaction. And I actually, yeah. the conversation afterwards is pretty impactful too, because to Emma, She's like, oh, like, I should just barge in right now. Like, I should stop it right now, and I should do something about this. And Peter is just like, you got to wait. You got to wait until you calm down. And he doesn't explicitly say, because I have been there. But he does, he just says, like, you know, I just know, like, you can't just barge in there right now. Yeah. And I I do like that exchange between the two of them. Yeah. Um. So they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and Paige leave, and and Paige is like, I don't know where my shoes are. Um, yeah. And Paige is like, We'll stop at my place on the way home. And I am. It is my head cannon, and it will forever be my head cannon. Paige just gave out. Uh, excuse me. Alex just gave Paige a piggyback to her house. Yes. 
I love that. Okay. So they get there, um, and... Oh, no, Jay is still doing his bullshit. Yeah. Um, Jay is like, oh, you a lesbian now? Can I watch? You know, all that gross shit. Um, and he says, like, you know, I don't understand, like, to Alex, like, I don't understand why you want don't want to hang out and everything. Um, and Jay tries to knock Alex down a couple pegs, because Alex is, like, really happy. Like, she's very content. She's enjoying herself. She's enjoying her time with Paige. Um, and Jay's trying to to make her feel bad by saying, like, you know, today tonight is not about you. Like, don't, don't, like, you know, don't let this go to your head. And Alex is just like, no, it's not about me. It's about her. And is, like, totally smitten with Paige. Just, like, Jay is just still being the absolute shittiest fucking dude. Like, it's just, like, he's gotten even worse since last fucking episode. Uh, I just... Spiraling. Yeah. He he's spiraling in in a way that is a little not as like obvious as as you know some other characters but like he just lost Spinner. He's yeah. real. But um but so then we go to Alex's. Alex is grabbing shoes, telling Paige to be quiet, and unfortunately in all of the rifling Alex's mom wakes up uh, from sleeping on the couch. Um, and her mom is shocked to meet Paige and does the whole, you know, Lexi doesn't stop talking about you, all that type of stuff that if in any circumstances you want to just crumple up into a heap as the person hearing someone say that. Um, and... And her mom is going into, like, hostess mode. And Paige, because she does not understand the gravity of the situation, is like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, we can hang out. Like, you know, that's fine. Um, and all Alex is thinking about is, like, where the fuck is, uh, you know, where the fuck is your boyfriend? He's apparently passed out. And, like, she is just thinking of, like, all the bad outcomes that can come from this. Yeah. It's, it's it's awful. Tough. It's tough. It's tough because it's like you can't just scream at Paige in the middle of this. Like we gotta go. Yeah. Because this is like this is clearly something that's always been affecting Alex. Like we saw this um, when Emma tried to stop them from beating the shit out of Rick. Mhm. Um, but. All right, so then uh, we cut back to the Simpson household. Yep. Um, and Emma's at the kitchen table, like in the kitchen. Snake is returning. Emma's crying while making tea, um, and just straight up says, "Like I saw you with Hasselakos." Um, and Snake is like denying, and he's like, "Oh, we were just talking." Blah 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 blah. And she's like, "No, I didn't see you just talking. I saw you fucking kissing." So. What's up? Um, and he he does the whole, like, oh, I don't know. It's just, like, it just happened. Um, in that really way that, like, it's, like, I'm trying to come off as passive as possible in this situation because I know I fucked up. Yeah. Um, and Emma is just, like, begging to know, like, what the fuck was happening? Why did it happen? And he is just, like, you know, you were with someone you shouldn't be with, which is so 
I fucking hate Peter too, but like, dude, you just got caught cheating. Like, let's okay, not. He, his words are more vague than that. You ever done something you weren't supposed to with someone you weren't supposed to be with? Emma, I'm so ashamed. I won't blame you if you never want to speak to me again. Oh, yeah. I thought it was more direct, but yeah. I mean... I, I mean, like, he's there, on... Yeah. I'm, he's on the outs for me now, but if he brought up the whole going down to the ravine thing and, like, threw that in her face, I'm like, he, he'd be dead to me. I don't oh, like... I, I, I was not even thinking about the ravine stuff. I was straight up thinking, like, he had a suspicion about her and Peter. Um, it does kind of bother me we don't see Manny's reaction to any of this. No, we don't. So, all right. Um, cut yeah, to... Yeah, no, but the last thing is she is upset, and her big thing is, like, contemplating if she should be telling her mom or not. And that's a really fucking hard position to be in. Yeah. And I don't envy her. And, like, I have my grace with Emma, but she, I still feel bad for her for going through this. Because this is a really fucking shitty situation to be in. Yeah. Um. Phew. Yeah. Well, let's cut from that shitty situation to another shitty situation. Right. Um, Paige, I guess, comes back from the bathroom. Um. Alex says her mom went to bed and to say goodnight. Um, and then we hear fighting. And they come, like, charging out of the bedroom. And there's just confusion. And in the confusion, Alex, who's trying to keep them apart, gets knocked into the end table. And just, it, like, yeah, it is the worst to see. Yeah, it's really fucking tough. Um, and it's also really sad because leading up to the fight, like, Alex and Paige are talking about how great of a night they had, and how Alex calls Paige her lucky charm, and, like, all of that cute shit, and then, like, this, this nightmare strikes. Um, then the next scene, we're in Paige's room, Paige is tending to Alex's injuries, um, and Paige is, like, saying, like, you know, like, saying to Alex, like, how she shouldn't have to go through this, um, Alex then says that she's in trouble, but not relating to what had just transpired. Um, and they kiss. Alex leads, but Paige is also very much kissing back. Uh, Paige, or excuse me, Alex does it in the, like, classic, like, what I, what I think of as, like, a proper form to a kiss. Of, like, you moving your head about, like, a third, and if they don't, like, pull back, and then she goes for it. Yes, yes. It's it's very well orchestrated. Um, and Paige, Paige's reaction after the kiss is like saying like, okay, you can sleep in my bed. I'm going to sleep on the couch and leaves. And it's just confusing. Like, why is she not like high-fiving herself? <laughs> like, Because sometimes. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, like, would it be nice to just see my girls just get together without any conflict? Sure, but also this is Degrassi, and I have to acknowledge that sometimes it'd be nice. Doesn't happen. It'd be nice if like people could just like get together without having to have a bad experience with the opposite sex before this ha this happened. Right. There's that, and also like. I, I'm not entirely, like, I do kind of, and we'll talk more about this, especially in the second episode, I kind of appreciate, because I think this is a very real experience where your your chemistry with someone 
outruns your capacity to explore like your identity and sometimes you do get caught up in like how into someone you are and then after the fact you're like oh wait perhaps i am into this gender hmm. yeah and like i think that's very that's a very real experience to have too um in the you know in the classic uh meme words i hope this doesn't awaken something inside of me that is exactly what happens though god that is this plot um but anyway listeners if you don't know i am overjoyed <laughs> i mean it was so great to to we were watching this on skype and it was so great to be able to watch frank's reaction to this because as you know i've been sitting on this information forever years almost um <laughs> And watching Frank just squeal, he was squealing, fucking Basil, like, just, like, burned up, like, going, like, what the hell is happening? But it's, so- it's, it's everything I've ever wanted, mostly. Um, anyway, so let's jump to the next morning. Yes. Um, Paige comes in, opens up the blinds, and wakes up Alex. Um, and Alex is like, I'm going to play this cool, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, she uh, does pose some good points. She's just like, hey, like, I'm I'm your friend. Like, I'm still your friend. Like, this happened, but we're still pals, right? Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Paige is like, I woke up in a weird movie with subtitles. Yeah. Um... And, like, and, like, Paige is just overwhelmed. And Alex, um, I, like, she says, all right, I'm just going to go rub some toothpaste on my teeth, and then you can walk 20 paces ahead of me all the way to the bus stop. Which I don't feel is that vicious. Like, I just feel like Alex... It's very kind. Yeah, I think Alex just wants to give her her space. Like, both figurative and literally. I think she wants to give her her space, but, and I also think that it just kind of speaks to how, how hurt she is by Paige's reaction to. Yeah. So, um, Hazel and, uh, Paige shows up for spirit squad practice. Um, Hazel's trying to eke out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darcy pops in and it's just like have you heard the good word no um uh and she's just like have we made the uh the cheer for kevin smith and jay muse which now that i'm saying that out loud it feels kind of weird like here are our cheerleaders to sing your praises yeah it is very odd it's like it's like also like the fact that it's only in the spirit squad like usually it's like oh Here's the band playing a song. Here's the Spirit Squad doing a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, usually it's, like, one of multiple things. But, like, the fact that it's, like, that's it. It's, like, oh, who, how do we celebrate Kevin Smith? Uh, Spirit Squad. You'll stick us up there. It is very odd. Yeah, so Paige is, like, sure, I definitely have a cheer. Uh-huh. So outside the school, St. Spike uh, pulls up with Emma um and 
The like I have to give uh, Mira McDonald credit for the fucking stink eye she's throwing at. Oh, it's so good. At Snake, um, and she's just like, "Can't you believe you let him keep that motorcycle?" And Spike's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Um, he looks happy. He's in a midlife crisis. Right. Um, and Emma's like, "Mom, be honest. He looks stupid. That bike was such a mistake." Um, and Emma will not talk to him. Um, and, like, he's, like, trying to talk to her. <laughs> and then, like, oh, God, it, I, whenever somebody, like, I just feel so bad for Spike, who's living in happy bliss, like, right now. I know, it, like, is really fucking tough for me. To watch someone go through this one. I know! Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but then, like, Miss Hazlocko says, as, says, morning, Emma. And Emma just, as she's walking by, says, don't talk to me. Yep. The delivery of it was so good. She's like, hi, Emma. Don't talk to me. <laughs> No, it was way more passive. It was like, don't talk to me. Which I was just like, yes, that's good. That's such teen rage. Yeah. So, cut to media immersion. Marco and Paige are talking. Um, oh, fuck, we forgot to mention. Um, during the premiere, uh, during the after party, Toby tries to sneak back into the VIP area with Liberty. Um, I know, like, the reason why he's there with Liberty is because JT is convalescing. Um, and hopefully getting some much needed rest. Um, but I love the security guard just picks up Toby like the child he is and moves him outside of the velvet rope. And Liberty is just like, I can move myself. Thank you. Oh my God. And then, um, did we mention how cute Liberty looks in her purple dress? She looks very cute. She is rocking some maternity wear very well. Yeah. Um, and then, um, like, Marco, when Paige and, uh, when Paige and Alex are let into the, um, into the VIP section, he just goes, you can just hear him in the back go, what? And then yeah. he, tr- <laughs> he tries to sneak in and is immediately grabbed by the security guard and just, Yanked. just completely exasperated and forced out. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good enough. Please. Non-verbal acting for Marco. It is. Um, Almost rivals his breakdancing. <laughs> so anyway. Um, um, so we find out uh, Paige is just like, hey, do you ever think about girls, Marco? Marco's like, it's the fucking morning. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I kind of like I I kind of like his second reaction, which is like, like she's like, you know, have you ever thought about like being with a girl? And he's like, oh, does someone have a crush on me? How lo- like how flattering? Like I like that he's like, he's like, not that I would, but I like that someone thinks about me, which I also feel like is like, I feel that way where I would probably never date a cis man in a thousand years, but if I heard a cis man had feelings for me, I'd be like, good, he's fucking gay now. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> um already been but i'm just saying if if 
if that was a man who was anywhere near straight, I'd be like, mm-mm. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Paige says, no, it's me. And Marco, we get yet another fold for Heather Sinclair. He's like, oh, is it Heather Sinclair? I know the way she looks at you. Yep. And she's like, no. Oh, so fun, quick sidebar. Um, my college girlfriend, I was apparently, this is how oblivious I am towards anyone having romantic feelings towards me. Um, when we started dating, somebody pointed out, like, yeah, did you not notice that she spends, like, every meeting staring at you because we were in the same fraternity? Oh, I would not have noticed. So, anyway. Um... So Alex and Paige have an awkward um, have an awkward moment. Uh, Marco quickly puts two and two together, and then he's like, "Oh shit, you and Alex." It's so funny. His reaction is just like these very tiny whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Snake snatches Marco's coffee. Um, kind of mumbles through the beginning of class. Um, Alex emails Paige, asking if they if like she can tolerate her for lunch. Paige says that she has Spirit Squad practice, but she would like to meet her at the laneway, um, during second period. Um, so this is different than the um back alley of terrible things. Yeah, her... it's a new setting. Yeah. Um. Uh, Alex meets there, but Jay spots her beforehand. Um, and Jay has Paige's shoes from the party. Um, and then kind of just tries to once again attack Alex because, you know, why do you want to, what do you have in common with cheerleader? Like, you know, we have way more in common. Um, and Alex is just like, fuck off, Jay. Like, please just go away. Yeah. You want to know who deserved to say fuck this episode? Alex. Yeah. Um, Paige, and, uh, Paige shows up. Um, Alex is still being super flirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and they have a conversation where, like, Paige says, like, look, I'm not a lesbian. Alex is like, I'm not a lesbian either. Um, baby gay conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, like, because this is media, the term bisexual is not even remotely on the table. Yeah. Um, Paige responds, I'm not supposed to like like people like you, people who wear black with navy and who hate everything and everyone. Alex, I don't hate you, even if you are one of the popular idiots who drinks lattes and reads stupid magazines and laughs way too loud. And then they get just super fucking cute. I have to laugh when I'm around you. I can't really help it. And I have to be better when I'm around you. I can't help it either. And that type of shit makes me cry. You want to make me like a ship? You have that be, like, one of the pillars of the relationship. Yeah. Um, They start kissing again. I start losing my fucking mind. Jay's watching from the bushes like a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to in front of the school. Um, I didn't catch this terrible line. Jay says to Hazel, need a couple hands for your palms. Ew, I did not catch that line. Yep. Um, Hazel says, what do you want? 
To which Jay replies, world peace, Lonely sub, and a chance to talk to my good friend, Hazel. God. And I'm just like, what if, like, Jay really, like, Jay is just really trying to get world peace? Just writing letters to every leader, being like, let's calm this shit down. God, can you imagine? Um, so, Jay, uh, says to Hazel, I saw those two sexy dancing, and Hazel's like, who gives a fuck? Right. Um, and, like, then he says they were just kissing in the lane way. And he's like, what's going to happen if people start talking about, about you two? And, like, is that how you want to be remembered? Yeah. So. It's, it's. Mm. Mm. It's, 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 tough. it's terrible. It's horrible. Um, so, um, and, okay, so then we cut to the gym where Spirit Squad practicing is happening. They're making a human pyramid with Darcy on top. Poor, sweet Darcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is some unintentional comedy in the gymnasium. Paige is underneath a stunt while Darcy is topping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Paige and Hazel come, or excuse me, Alex comes in to watch and like is just so cute as she waves at Paige. Um and then Paige and Hazel have a conversation like five this is this is the episode of important conversations in secret five feet away from other people. It's true. It's like we could totally have this conversation without any consequences if we just go over here. Yeah, like like Emma is like talking to Snake about his cheating in the middle of the fucking like hallway. Right. Um maybe it's a power move. So, um Paige and Hazel have the conversation like are you gay? Like are you dating Alex? And, of course, Paige says, no, Alex means nothing to me. And Alex hears this, gets upset, and walks away. And Alex is unbelievably hurt by this. Mm. Um, And, like, Paige, like, basically says, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Alex reads that as pity and is even more pissed off. Um... And then we cut to Kevin and Muse, who have been signing autographs. And Kevin is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Paige is like, well, I'm going to go flush my head in the toilet later. Yep. I did like this moment of her just being like, well, I'm just going to deal with this. I'm just going to give myself a swirly. Yep. Um... So, uh, Paige gives a really, sh- um, we got to the, another fucking, um, uh, whatchamacallit, another fucking assembly to celebrate Kevin Smith and Jamie's. Um, Paige leads a really bad cheer of just Kevin Smith's name. Um, and... She runs out of the uh she runs out of the gym. 
And to his credit, Kevin Smith starts applauding. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, then we cut to... I'm, 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 I know we're just going play-by-play play here, but, like, you know, there's just so much happening. There like, is a lot. This, the, these are very dense episodes in the sense of, like, there is just so much just, like, there's different settings. Like, we got new settings. Um, there is, like, interpersonal conflict that's more of, like, physically, like, people talking to each other or having confrontations with each other. Like, if they are, I, I, this is like one of those episodes you can totally understand why the A plot and the B plot had to be two parts. Yeah. Um, so cut back to the Nelson household. This is going to be fun. Mm. Um, Spike thinks Emma is sick. Um, and then Sim, uh, Snake pops in. Mm. And he's just like, guess what? Everybody's going to Mexico, except for Jack, who's going to be fought over between the grandparents. And and you're probably wondering, does everyone include Manny? And yes, it does. Which I think is really nice. I think so, too, but he's still a scumbag. Oh, yeah, definitely still a scumbag. But the fact that Manny's coming along is really nice. Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty fun that it was like, yeah, you, me, Emma, Manny, you know, our two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> it would be okay so then he's just like we're going to mexico it's gonna be fun and emma's like are you basically says are you shitting me mm-hmm. you know what i'm gonna say emma also gets to say fuck yeah she does because like spike is like wow you're such a perfect husband blah, 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 blah. and emma's just like i can't i've had enough yeah so she storms off um and rightfully so yeah, Snake's like, oh, it's because of something that I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like, I like to imagine, like, Craig and Manny are in the basement just kind of, like, making out or whatever. And then you just hear this, and they're like, and Craig, Craig's like, oh, man, you're going to Mexico. That's going to be so much fun. And then, like, she hears Emma say, stop it. And she's like, and Manny's like, I think something's wrong. <laughs> And then, like, like Emma comes downstairs, and Craig's just like, "All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go," and then just jumps out the window like Scott Pilgrim. Right, like, like, and he's not even in the wrong. He's just like, "I gotta fucking leave." <laughs> um. So, um, we cut to outside uh, Alex's house or apartment. Um. Jay, once again, says something kind of witty. Um, he's like, because Alex is like, why are you always around me? And Jay says, I'm like one of those annoying pop songs. Once I get stuck in your head, I'm impossible to get rid of. Yep. Um, and like, Alex is like, what, what the fuck do you want, Jay? And he's like, look, my life is in the shitter. And you and me, we got each other. So can we at least like, can we at least be friends? Or like, you know, like basically he's, asking it back together and Alex doesn't say anything and opens up the door. Um, yeah. And I was just like, Oh, Degrassi, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking, um, blue is the warmest color. Me. Ugh. Um, grim. 
Um, and what? So I guess like the boys are just the by the boys I mean Kevin Sim and Jamie's are just waiting to take to take a taxi back to like their hotel or to the airport, <laughs> and they're playing like basketball together. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is a moment I really liked. I, I just, like this too. Of, I of, I'm sorry. No, go on, go on. Of just like them being like you know friends and whatnot. And, uh, and Kevin's like, Miss Michael Chuck, nice to see you. And Paige is like, I want to apologize for the cheer. And Kev's like, look, it's the only cheer I've ever gotten. I think it was fine. Yeah. Um, and then Paige is like, I was kind of distracted. And Kev's like, oh, by an acid tongue, raven haired beauty from the wrong side of the tracks. That's what, that's what he described her as. I love this description. <laughs> it's so apt. <laughs> It's so fucking good. Um, uh, and, like, Kevin's like, well, what's the fucking problem here? You guys both like each other. And Paige's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, uh, my, she's like, my brother's gay, but I'm not gay. And he's, he's like, oh, cool, my brother's gay, too. And he's married to an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he basically kind of gives a speech of just, like, look... If you guys are happy together, it doesn't matter. Gay, straight, bi. Like, just... That's what's important. Now, like, go get your girl. Like, go get the girl. (laughs) I do kind of like this moment. I think that labels are important for some people. But I also feel like, especially at this stage of figuring out who you are and what you want in your life, I don't think giving an ambiguous advice is a bad thing. Because it's like, she's still figuring shit out. She doesn't know. All she knows is that she digs this girl. And honestly, that's kind of all you need to know about right now. So I did appreciate that he's just kind of like, just roll with it. It's not every day you find someone that you work, that, you know, you work with this well. So like, fuck it. Go see what happens. Um, And I think that that's also something that it was also good writing in the sense that Paige's reasonings for being without, for not being with Alex was not, I'm not attracted to you. It was, I'm not supposed to be with you. I'm not supposed to be a lesbian. I'm not supposed to be, like, you know, it's all, like, what her image. Nothing to do with her actual feelings. So it was, it's also, like, nice to get that. It's just good writing, I feel like, in that sense. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to, like, kind of the realest, like, one of the realest moments I've seen on this show. Yeah. Um... Snake and Spike are upstairs arguing in their bedroom, and Emma is, like, standing at the foot of the stairs listening. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like this is just such a thing that every, like, teenager and kid has done. Of just, like, listening to your parents fight from afar. And you're, like, you're scared, but you still, like, want to hear it just to give yourself some assurance that in some small part it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Snake comes downstairs and he's like I'm gonna go stay with Joey's for a while and we're both like don't bring your bad baggage to Joey right like he has a hot new girlfriend he has two kids like leave him the fuck alone um yeah um 
Sorry, sending a quick text. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Emma says, like, you can't fucking leave. You have to go fight, essentially. Yeah. Um, and his snake's like, look, I gotta go figure this shit out. And Emma's like, do you love my mom? Yes. Do you love Jack? Yes. Do you love me? And he's like, yes. And she's like, what the fuck is there to figure out? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, this is where I think having, this is like, this is when her having contradictions pays off. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, this, this is just very well done, this part. Because it's like, I feel like a lot of the time she has contradictions and it makes her so incredibly unlikable. But in this case, she has contradictions and it just makes sense because it's like she is mad on behalf of her mom. But if he is to leave, if he is to say, yeah, I fucked up, yeah, this is done, then the normalcy that she has had created for her for the past few years is going to be destroyed. So her, like, being upset and being angry at him, but also wanting him and Spike to patch things up is such, like, a real emotion. Yeah. Uh, it, like you said at the beginning of talking about the scene, like, this is one of the realest moments in the show. Like, between her listening to the conversation and then getting into um, confrontation. Um, yeah, it's just real as hell. Yeah. Um, um, so then we cut to back to Alex's house, back to Alex's place, and um, Chad comes in with uh, Alex's mom, um and Jay oh Jay and Alex are just watching TV and like Jay I think wants there to be something more but um you know Alex is just like all we're going to do is watch TV that's the only thing that's going to happen here um and then Chad comes in and Chad and I'm just going to call it Emily Emily come in and they're like oh so good to see you he's such a charmer um, Chad, of course, fucking loves Jay. Uh, yeah. And Chad, Chad is carrying like thirty beers or something. Yeah, it's like on like a fucking like one of those cardboard. Yeah. Trays. Um, Chad is a uh, wide awake nightmare. Yeah. Um, there we go. Um. Sorry, Susie wants to get into my Audible, so I have to stop her. <laughs> Susie, Susie, we have only a little bit left of this episode. Okay. Anyway. Um, and she, and she's like, I was like, oh, like, are you taking him back? And, um, and Alex is like, fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs> I need some air. And now somebody else is waiting for her in the hallway. It's Paige. Yep. And Paige is just like, look, I'm f- fucking let's make this work. It's <laughs> um, like Paige is like, I'm going to start worrying what other people think. Mm-hmm. Um, she I, says Alex is everything. I'm sorry? She says that Alex is everything. My okay. Heart. Alex, I'm sorry before. I'm sorry about, about before what I said. 
whatever page it's cool no it's not i said you were nothing to me which which is a total lie because right now you're pretty much everything oh my heart <laughs> um they just stand there clasping hands that's where the episode freeze frames and we are out frank is overjoyed <laughs> yeah i really like that it ends in a handhold I don't know what, there was something about that that was very much like, we will get through this together. Like, I feel like we associated with that type of stuff. And like, I don't know, I liked it. The long shot, the handhold, the freeze frame. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so fucking good. Um, I'm going to give this episode an A+. Nice, nice. Like, I mean, not just because it gave me exactly what I've always wanted. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of just gave me <laughs> wanted on a platter. I was like, here, Frank. Sorry for all the <laughs> shitty episodes we made you watch. But it's just, like, it was so well put together. And, like, all those moments I said I really liked, like, and even just, like, every, it was just, these were great episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm over the moon for it. I think it was wonderful. Um, yeah, A+. Plus. And there's no, like, I don't know. I'm not going back. <laughs> um, should I go to character rankings? Yeah, sure. Uh, Paige and Alex are all both in the stratosphere. Um, Chad, Snake, Jay, all of them are in the fucking pits. Goodbye. Um, Hazel, you're going down a bunch of spots for calling Alex a skank, which even if like you didn't like her, you should not denigrate other women that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, you never get to leave the, the pits. Um, Marco, you are a wonderful shot. Wonderful being made of pure light. I love you. Um, uh, Jimmy and Ellie, who I'm just pumped, probably had a really good time the last two days. Mm-hmm. Um, they both deserve it. Um, Snake, that wonderful angel, also deserves, like, a better husband than Snake. Um, Emma, or Manny, and Manny and Craig also just got to have a pair of nice days, which I was really pumped about. Yeah. Um, uh, Mrs. Hazelakos, you're bumping down a bunch of steps in my estimation. Like... When somebody acts, like, if you, like, are a party that was involved in cheating, but you didn't know the other person, like, the other person, you didn't know the other person was in a relationship, I feel bad. If you're Mrs. Hasselakos in the situation, you deserve blame, because you knew he was married, and you still did the wrong thing. Yeah, agreed. Um... You know, um, Kevin Smith and Jay Muse actually, like, they get to go to, like, I think, I'm hoping these are the last episodes we see with them, and they get to rest somewhere in the middle from now on, because, like, they were actually kind of funny this episode. They were. I wish that this was the energy that they brought the entire time they were on, because, like, even if they weren't 100% perfect, it was still like, oh, okay, they're entertaining, they're fun, you know, they're not being fucking creeps constantly. Yeah, there was no hitting on girls. Fetishization um, of Canadian accents? Yeah. Um, Alanis Moore said, uh, I mean, just in general, love you. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope I get to go to that concert. <laughs> when is it? July. Okay, maybe. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Nice. Uh, let's move on to... Well, we already established who can say fuck. And it's definitely Alex and Emma. I think they both deserve to say fuck. Um, and let's move on to recommendations. This is where we recommend things that are directly related or tangentially related. I know I have books that I can definitely recommend for this and probably have recommended in the past. But honestly, I am like every other person who in these weird times is submerged in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm literally playing as to do and giving him the life that he deserves on a nice little deserted island, planting, you know, planting stuff and being really sweet and cute. And my friend is playing Dimitri and we're just living out our Fire Emblem AU. So I'm having a great time with it. Um, but that is kind of what I am doing. Um, we definitely have other LGBTQ recs we could recommend. It's just my brain, of course, suddenly is like, I don't remember anything. Um, because all I remember is Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing now. But that's what I recommend. I'm having a good time with it. Um, very necessary during these tense times. Um, my housemates and I watched the entirety of Letterkenny um, mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. Uh, which has actually multiple cheating plot lines. But every time somebody cheats, they um, every time somebody cheats, they get they basically get what's coming to them. Um, That's good at least. Basically, if there's a shitty dude on that show, he's by the end of the episode, he's probably gonna get his ass kicked. Um, uh, and I just love like uh, there, there's a there's a part where everybody like. There's a one character named Rosie who's like won't go out with her um, boyfriend Wayne, the main character. And people are like, if she says, "I want to stay in and read a book," like they're they're asking a bunch of dudes this. And so like, if she says she wants to stay in and read a book, what does that make you think? And like, one guy's like, "Oh, she's up to something." Another just like, "Yeah, she's definitely up to something." And then you get to Wayne, who's like, "Must be a pretty good book." <laughs> That's real. And they're like, you would trust her? It's like, yeah, there's no reason not to trust her. Like, the only, you only don't trust somebody if they give you a reason. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, so, and he's also like, Wayne is just like kind of my like new role model for shit like that. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, highly recommend Larry Kenny, another Canadian thing. Nice. Well, with that being out of the way, Frank, you've made it through. Oh, this was so easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> this was just like it was so much fun watching you be overjoyed over it. I was so glad. I'm gonna um, write. I'm gonna write all the the page Alex fix, fan fiction because it's canon now. <laughs> hell yes! Hell yes! Hell yes! Um. If you want to continue the conversation with us, uh, you can send us any questions, comments, concerns over to ihopepod at gmail.com. Um, if you're interested in appearing on any episode, please don't hesitate to reach out at, as well. We haven't been super hard and fast with arranging guests, but that doesn't mean that we won't work around you. Um, also, I'm working from home, and Frank's schedule tends to be more forgiving anyway compared to my hellish schedule. So... If you're interested in potentially appearing on an episode, now is an excellent time because we'll be able to probably not make you have to record during hell hours like our guests usually do. Um, 
if you want to, you can follow us on social media. You can follow us at I Hope Pod um, on Twitter. You can also follow I Hope I Can Make It Through Podcast on Facebook. Um, I'm more on the Twitter account. Frank is more on the Facebook account. But you can be sure if you tell one of us to check it out, then we will definitely um, go go answer any questions or look at any memes or anything like that. Um, so also, if you want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do it. One of them is sending any reviews or ratings our way. Um, once we hit certain thresholds, we're going to start giving back to you, whether it's watching Degrassi, original Degrassi episodes, whether it's writing fanfic or doing bonus episodes of stuff where we just want to give back and also have fun doing it. You can also donate to our coffee. I know a lot of folks are, there are other causes right now, basically, that um, deserve support. So please don't hesitate to prioritize those organizations as well. Um, but, you know, we're, you know, we're hoping to just keep putting out episodes um, and hope that it gives you a little bit of enjoyment once a week. Um, as hopefully as much joy as Frank has just had watching these episodes. Um, if you would like to keep in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter at DM is unbreakable. I have two projects I would like to promote right now. Um, while the apps have just closed up for uh, the Dimmy Doo zine that I am working on, um, please check out anyway, cherished zine. We're going to be providing updates and everything. And eventually the money is going to be going to NAMI. Um, which is really important right now because with the way the world is, mental health resources are going to be all the more important and are all the more important. So definitely consider checking out that project. Um, I'm also organizing because I, apparently this is how I respond to crisis. Um, I am also organizing a, another zine, um, which is dedicated to fic writers, um, through our, our Twitter account is called charity houses. Um, and it's a collaboration between a bunch of fic writers. We are putting out a PDF, which is pay as much as you want. Um, and our goal is to donate 100% of the funds to um, an organization, uh, Feeding America, um, going directly to their COVID-19 relief funds. Um, because food scarcity is a really fucking big deal right now. Um, so if you want to support either of those projects, you can check out those Twitter accounts. Um, we'll be providing updates. The PDF is definitely coming out really, really soon because we want to make sure we get money there as soon as possible. Um, so any and all support for that would be really appreciated. Um, but those are my two big projects right now. Um, um I have a, uh, another podcast called Teen Girl Talk. This week we're doing, we cover all kinds of teen media. Um, this week we're doing All the Bright Places um, on Netflix. Uh, that episode would have come out on Wednesday. Um, and I also am doing some Let's Plays. Uh, the link is in the description for my YouTube page uh, where you can find all that stuff. Awesome. Um, so with that being said, everyone, we hope we can keep making it through and that you're going to be there with us. See you next week. Later. Bye. She walked up to me and she asked me if I wanted to dance She looked kinda nice so I said that I might take a chance And when she danced she held me tight And when she walked me home that night All the stars were shining bright and then she kissed me Each day I saw her I couldn't wait to see her again
She kissed me in a way that I've never been kissed 